it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Saturday, pet lovers. This past week, I was at Super Zoo in super hot Las Vegas. It's a show that has 300,000 square feet of exhibits, and there are over 1,000 exhibitors there. They had over 800 new products in the new product showcase. And uh, I I know I didn't get to see 100% of those products, but I did see hundreds and hundreds of new things. And I've got a super full show for you today. We're going to talk about the newest, coolest, most innovative things I found. And I found them with a friend. I was joined on the floor this year by our show sponsor, Pet Hub Modern Pet Identification, in the form of Pet Hub's founder and CTO, and frequent pet lover geek <laughs> guest, uh, Tom Arnold. Tom, thanks so much for joining me at the, at the show this week and on the show today. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I don't know about you, but my feet are still tired. Yeah, <laughs> and my lower back. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's a hard show because you're doing tons of walking, and uh, it, but it was really, really fun. Uh, I want to sh- start with the trends that we saw at the show. In the, in the next segment after the break, we're going to dig into some geeky stuff. So let's 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 not do the geek trends first. Let's start with the non-techie trends because some of those things I think that we saw will have a lot of high appeal to our listeners. Yeah, obviously I like the uh, I like the geeky stuff, but I can I can wait. You know, delayed <laughs> gratification. So um, I think I saw more blatant made in the USA signs than ever. Um, even mm-hmm. some downright negative marketing in terms of some of the pet food products and where they're made and processed. And mm-hmm. and I, I get it because clearly lots of companies felt that sting of some of the Chinese-based treats and causing, you know, health issues a few years ago in dogs. Yes. So. Yeah. I saw a lot of American patriotism, which was much more in your face than I'd ever seen it at the show before. Yeah, I definitely saw that. And there was another sign of the times, I think. I don't think there was a single uh, food or treat company that didn't have at least one you know, product that touted, hey, we're getting gl- oh, grain-free, yeah. uh, no grains, gluten-free. I mean, there was, there was a ton of that type of stuff. It was all non-GMO, organic, all natural. Clearly, everyone is now on board uh, with that uh, trend. And, and I'm good. I'm glad. It's a good thing, right? Because it, it, there's a lot of better ingredients that are being used. There was clearly a lot more attention to wellness uh, for our fur kids at the show. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. It's it's really kind of bringing things together, both what yeah. we've learned about our humans, but also bringing that. And maybe it's because I'm from Seattle and it's really big here. But another trendy thing that I saw all over the show was hemp-based uh, stuff. Totally. Uh, <laughs> particularly in the treats as cannabinoids yeah. and treats for wellness. Um, but hemp in general, everything from toys to packaging to clothes. And I think... Um, Marijuana's recent surge in our culture with better education about cannabis and its benefits and the legalization of it in in much of the country, um, it clearly made an impact in, in the pet space. Um, I mean, just look at look at the gourmet the gourmet catnip brand of treats. This is funny. This one's called Mia Miawana, and uh, it's spelled Miawana. Um, they're playing big on that trend, and they won third mm-hmm. place in the Super Zoo Knit product uh, new product showcase. Uh, for that as well. And if I have the right company, it looks like they did an Indiegogo crowdfunding uh, to mm-hmm. help launch three of the original flavors. One was Peruvian pink, 
blue, meowy, wowy, and pharmaceutical grade. <laughs> yeah, they were very cute. I got a picture with their mascot. Uh, and I thought it was funny that he had like bloodshot eyes underneath his sunglasses. It was, <laughs> it's clearly a really fun, even though it's not uh, at all him based, it, they're definitely playing off that trend. So that was a lot of fun. You know, and another trend that, that I saw, and it was all over, and it really made me scratch my head because I I'd never heard of it before, which is a good thing, but it was bone broth. I mean, we saw a lot of bone broth there, didn't we? It was weird. Yes, we did. And, and, and I don't know the science behind it, so I'm not going to talk to that, but it is something actually that now I'm like, ooh, I got to learn more about that. Why is that such a big thing at the show? Because there were, I don't know, it was crazy, four or five pet food companies in the new product showcase had some kind of bone broth thing going on. It was an unexpected trend for me, so I'm, I'm looking forward to researching that more. Yeah, and then and then on other trends, clearly global climate change is on oh, everyone's yeah. mind. Um, a solid percentage of brands now have some sort of sort of marketing that's using sustainable ingredients, recyclable, mm-hmm. even biodegradable packaging, and even highlighting that their facilities are now uh, have a small carbon footprint, like they're using solar powered. I kept hearing, I was surprised. I kept hearing that. Oh yeah, it came from a factory that uses solar power and recycled yeah. materials. Well, there's a new group, and I'm actually, I wrote it down as something I want to do a show on later, but there's a new group of of manufacturers of pet food things that are are all about coming together to make uh, a smaller footprint. I mean, that was clearly huge at the show, and there are some brands that I think are obviously doing more than just giving lip service to being eco-conscious. Like, for example, I was really impressed by how dedicated Pecurian was to being earth-friendly. Now, they're a Canadian company, uh, but I was just, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that because I love them, but uh, it was really cool. There are new fresh stews and pâtés that they're going to launch in a couple of months. They're using an ingenious packaging. It's 100% recyclable, BPA-free, made of 65% renewable materials. And it's it's one of those boxes that's, uh, it's a box rather than a round can. It's a Tetra Pak. It's something that we see in soups, right, in the grocery store. Uh, So it takes up a lot of less space. It's easier to ship and store. But what I thought was so cool was that the food that's inside is processed and sealed up within 48 hours of getting uh, to the facility. They even cook the food inside the container so that it doesn't lose any nutrients or elements that would be otherwise wasted with traditional packaging methods. I thought it was just super cool. It's clearly great for travel. And I can't wait to find out, you know, what happened with the science behind what happens when they're actually cooking food in there. That's another thing that's going on my research list. Yeah, and I liked how they actually, the form factor, because they stacked really nicely. Yeah, um, it's really so, cool. Um, I was also struck by how many of the new alternative protein sources were featured by mm, Pet Food. Yeah. Um, some, I mean, we've all seen in some of the specialty stores things, you know, like kangaroo and ostrich and sustainable seafood and things like that, and it's getting more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> two standouts that I want to dig into a little more today um, – crickets yes crickets <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, the chirpy things and um uh an asian carp now you've talked about asian carp before right yeah yeah we have we had um a, a brand called Baradol foods a few months back uh, they actually launched at global uh and their treats uh, are using the the invasive fish as protein um but it was cool to see at the show that it's it's definitely out there more and we discovered that another great treat brand that we just love uh from our good friends over at scout and zoe's they've developed a really neat line i mean it's a very comprehensive line of treat and it all uses asian carp and i can tell you i I was able to take a couple of things home which was awesome penny went nuts over the carpius maximus Mm. treats uh especially yeah it's a really great name Uh, they have really great marketing about it but there are these things called skin planks and uh it's just big pieces of the skin 
She loved them. Oh, my gosh. They're also nice because it took quite a few minutes for her to gnaw through the length of skin. I will say it's a high stink factor. Oh, <laughs> my, my dog, yeah, oh, my dogs stink. love the stinky stuff. But um, it's uh, fish on a mission. I think that they're not only going to be really great for helping to clean up the environment, uh, but also I think a lot of dogs are going to be really happy with all these new treats. Oh, God. And crickets. The cricket uh, thing. It's just I yeah. kept seeing it. You know, I got to admit, I was a little grossed out by the whole idea of crickets and treats. Um, yeah. But I saw like three different new treats that use this bug as a protein. And the one that stood out to me, um, and I actually you liked it too, was Chirpies from Presidio Natural. Yeah, now, totally. my dog, Uller, I mean, he is such a picky eater. He totally takes after me. Um, and he didn't really like the chirpy, crazy coconut soft chews, but he's not really big on cookie type on things, right? How about mm-hmm. how about Penny? You know, she, she really liked them. I mean, now, I know that Uller is a real... Um, picky eater, but Penny actually really liked them. So, and and, and um, a couple of them, um, they crumbled a little bit. They're soft. They were the only uh, soft uh, cricket-based chew that we saw at the show. Uh, but they crumbled a little bit, you know. And and then she started doing that whole vacuum thing around the floor. And uh, I was I was really struck by that. I was like, okay, this is definitely. <laughs> <laughs> something that she likes and because um, there's a lot of times that the, with the cookie treats if they crumble and everything like that she'd be like meh I'm not really big on that but uh, with the chirpy she was for sure really loving them and I thought you know to your point about being grossed out um, by the crickets yeah, I, I'm still I, skeeved it, out by it yeah it, it, you know it's particularly hard too because when when you're at Super Zoo uh, to kind of paint the picture of what we're going through you know we're going through row after row and there's there are rows that um, there will be crickets in these big containers and those are the crickets that they're trying to sell these uh um live containers to to places that sell uh, reptile products you know mm-hmm, and exactly. so so you walk by and there's like actual real crickets there then the next row over there's you know jiminy crickets treats <laughs> it's like <laughs> ah okay but um to their credit the uh, it's, it's a brand called presidio naturals uh what i thought was interesting was you know they when they started there's a great story about how they had watched uh, a video on youtube and, and it was part of the process of of them much like the asian carp they're like hey what new um proteins can we bring in that are going to be earth-friendly and help the earth because it's a big part of who they are as a company. Uh, and so the San Francisco-based company, they were, they were watching things on YouTube to try to discover, you know, what else is out there. And they found this um, ASAP Science. I think that was the name of it, Tom. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's these two guys and they talked through all these different science things. But anyway, there's an episode that ASAP Science has on YouTube about crickets and how great they are for protein and how how sustainable they are and how uh, people actually all over the world eat them. I think it's really a, more of a Western, um, you know, skeeve factor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Right. But um, they thought, wow, that's genius. So their very first package, which we ac- I actually uh, got the the first packaging, and it is a it's it's a little creepy. <laughs> um, and and it goes on about on the back about how uh, you know about crickets and everything that it basically addresses that. But the 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 package itself didn't have a lot of appeal. So they did a total new rebrand that is just frankly adorable, and they called them Chirpies um, to again make it more of a fun cute thing. So I thought that was really, um, really good. Um, the other, uh, thing that I, I thought was, was just kind of in general at the show. And I just want to bring it up cause we're wrapping up talking about the food stuff. And I know in the next segment, we're going to dig more into the technology stuff. But another thing that I thought was, you know, really interesting at the show and we keep seeing it is 
more and more raw food brands, uh, more and more of the freeze-dried brands. Just you know, quick shout out to a really great brand that we saw called Under the Weather. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, take these treat. They basically have these bland diet things. You know, you all, your vet says all the time, "Oh, go home and just feed them uh, broth, yeah, chicken pumpkin broth, pumpkin and yeah, rice right, and chicken." Right. And so it always means, okay, I got to take the dog home, get her at home settled, then I got to go back to the store, then I got to come home and cook all these things. And it's, it's a little bit of a, of a process. And so what I loved about it is they have these bags that are all freeze dried. So you just have to add water to them. And it's got the bland diet already in them. And I was Yeah, it made about- me think of those backpacking things I buy yes. when I go out back country, exactly. you know, the freeze-dried stuff. I thought it was yeah. brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. Great for travel, which is a lot of times when my dogs get sick. So anyway, I really liked that brand, too. I thought I thought it was really cool. And, and it was great to see uh, a lot of the... The raw food brands, including the ones that I feed my dogs, have these big, huge booths now rather than the small little 10 by 2 booths. So that was really cool. Well, we're, we're running out of time in this segment. We're going to take a quick break, folks. So, And when we come back, don't worry, we are going to delve into the tech. And there was a ton of it. Clear tech is big in uh, pet now. So we're going to talk about some of those great things that we found at the zoo. Make sure that you uh, stay tuned because you're listening to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America Variety Channel. And we're talking about... Super Zoo. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. As promised, we are going to dig a little bit deeper into the whole trend of the connected pet. We saw a lot of pet products there at SuperZoo that were tech-based, and so many of them are about being connected to other tech products as well. Clearly, the idea of the Internet of Things has arrived to the show, don't you think, Tom? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um some of the trendy things, like uh, the Bluetooth trackers. Yeah, yeah, we um, saw a ton of Bluetooth and app-driven devices. There were, you know, and it wasn't just the trackers. It was, it was uh, pet trackers, pet feeders, uh, treat dispensers, interactive cameras. You know, and there was even the interactive cameras with the treat dispensers in them. So, but definitely the Bluetooth trackers. There were a ton of them, Tom. Yeah, I like the treat one that shot a treat at you. But anyway, we'll get to that. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, lots of Bluetooth trackers out there. Um, So Bluetooth is, uh, I mean, the tech is still a bit buggy um, because it can drop a signal from time to time Mm -hmm. and tell you your pet's gone missing when really it's still sitting right next to you. 
but it's you know like anything it's getting better and better um mm-hmm. uh but out of all of them i'd say probably paw scout probably has done the nicest job uh mm-hmm. they certainly overlap with what we do at pet hub with storing your pets records and things mm-hmm. like that um and some of the other things that we do but they're doing what we all love and that's helping keep pets safe and so they stood yeah. out by far the most for me. Yeah, I think they stood out. And they clearly uh, got the whole idea that uh, a tracker is just, it's not enough. Uh, I I like the fact that they they got that idea that it's not enough. I have to say that my, my... Still, my reservation about the Bluetooth trackers in general is twofold. Number one, it requires that there is a, a group of people using it because it's not using right. real, uh, st- like standard GPS. It's using the wireless and the Bluetooth on your phone. It's connect. It's using the phone basically to create that GPS thing. So it's not like I can look on my phone and at any time see where my pet is, like a like a standard GPS tracker, like something right. you know with the current whistle or whatever. And but it requires that you've got a group of people in a, in a range of area that are all using and have that app on at the time. And I think, you know, I love the idea of crowdsourcing GPS because it's clearly um, coming of age, but I still think it's young and uh, we're not at that critical mass yet. So that bothers me. Exactly. The other thing, other thing before, and I know you have something else to say, but I want to add this too. The other thing that kind of bothered me, I mean, we saw a lot of them and it seemed like every product was like, oh, we're going to diversify our, our catalog and we're going to add a Bluetooth tracker. And when you would talk to the people that were, you know, maybe in charge of the section, it's clear that they don't understand some of the technical things that you and I understand. And when you look at their marketing on the box and stuff like that, it just seems like everybody's playing the same game. And Paul Scott was kind of the only ones I felt like, you know, they did step a a little bit farther ahead of everybody else. They clearly understand. And the fact that the the founder and the guy who developed the tech was there was also helpful, but I still feel that it's not quite there and that um, there's still a lot to be done in that area. Yeah, you 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 made pretty much all my points. I mean, exactly <laughs> what when no, when the tag goes past somebody with the app, that's a chance for the tag to check in with that mobile app and upload mm-hmm. it to their server and then your app who's attached to the server can say, "Hey, it just ran past this person at this GPS mm-hmm. location." So, to your point, you do have to have a certain critical mass of people using that app, and that's going to be a hard thing for them to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if you have your neighborhood using it, then great. But, you know, they've, they've got a long, long uh, uh, road to hoe. Well, yeah, I think so. And I do think it's it's definitely going to be done because, I, I mean, it's clearly getting on. It's it's really getting hot out there. But, I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, I hear pet, pet Hub stories all the time about how a dog was found three or four towns away. So it's not yeah. just about your neighborhood. It's got to be bigger than that. But I, I do really like the idea of, of, of moving that tech forward. It's really cool. Yeah. Speaking of Pet Hub, there were some Pet Hub copycats. Yeah, we, we definitely, well, you know, so it's the, the biggest form of flattery, right? You know, right. so, so um, yeah, uh, uh, I, I think it's similar to some of these Bluetooth ones where they're looking to just kind of, you know, throw an idea out there and see if it catches. Um, and, you know, this is our full on 100% business. And, and I see that they're also touting that they're launching this brand new idea, this ID tag that links to a pet's yeah. profile. And I'm like, I'm like, we filed patents on that seven years ago. So I don't know where these people yeah. are thinking this is, this is brand new. And, and, uh, but anyway, that's okay. It's uh biggest, highest form of flattery. Well, and it uh, helps educate people, right? About, about the idea of having exactly. a digital ID tag. And that's, that's, also important. I talk about get, it took, you know, Pet Hub's been around for seven years, and now they're starting to get that critical mass, which is it's, it's it takes uh, other people doing it as well. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. And as long as they're doing it safely and getting pets home, then, you know, that's awesome. It's a huge industry and anything that's helping animals. <laughs> um, and then, like you said, the other overall trend, the connected pet taking advantage of the Internet of Things or IOT, as everybody calls it. Um, like you said, pet feeders, cameras, treat dispensers. Um, one came out a few years ago called Pet Chats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure you've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. And then another one called Pet Cube. And it looks like there are quite a few copycats of their own, speaking of mm-hmm. copycats, coming mm-hmm. on the market. Um, like one I think that you really liked. I was standing there talking to them for a while, but you dove in in your techie nerdy self. <laughs> you are talking to them at a place called Pabo. Yeah, a Pabo, and and um, it's a, a a company from Taiwan. Uh, what I, what I loved about first of all the energy of the people that were there. I mean, they're clearly really excited about what they're doing, and they're clearly animal enthusiasts. It was really really cute. Actually, they had the whole energy there it was really neat and and aesthetically. I mean, I like Pet Cube for sure. Uh, uh, the Pet Cube is is a really slick device. It's got a lot of really great things: two way audio, uh, the laser. It's got a great camera. Uh, it does destroy distribute treats. In fact, one of the treats, Tommy, you've alluded to it earlier, as we were walking up to the booth to talk to the Pet Cube people, <laughs> the, the Pet Cube treat dispenser shot a treat out at me and hit me that square in the so in the chest. Funny. It was hilarious. Your little uh, <laughs> it was fun. Um, and, and, I, and I like Pet Cube, so I, I, I definitely think that that's a great product. But I thought that yeah, the El Pablo... Pablo, I guess, aesthetically draws me in more. And it's a full collection. And and Pet Cube has a lot of different um, variations that you can get. But what I liked about the Pabo Plus was it's meant to work with a bunch of accessories, not just different units that all do variations of the same thing, but the accessories that come in. So, for example, they have an ear-shaped topper that goes on top of the unit that lights up at night, so it looks like a little kitty cat with lights light up ears. Really, it's just cute. It's ridiculous. I know I'm just being drawn to the cuteness, but it was a big thing for me. Um, and it also, But it also provides a light so that the camera will work at night. It can draw in the pet. So if you are you know, working late at night and it's dark in your house, you can turn on the light. It will draw in the pet. You can see how they're doing and then give them a couple treats. I thought it was really cute. Well, then the it's app. a color photo, too, unlike yeah. the- night yeah. vision kind of things and, using and you can, infrared exactly and i like you know i like and and um both pet cube and pabo both have a feature so you can immediately upload it to social media which is cute um i also like all the different sounds that the pabo unit makes it, it you can use it as maybe a really fun training thing hey if it, this sound means mommy's going to give you a treat this sound means mommy's going to talk to you it was really kind of cute uh, they also have a fun accessory that goes with it called catch and it's this unit that you attach this batting toy to and i see my cats going nuts on that and it also integrates with the exact same app so you can uh, have it uh, next to the unit really cool and then they've got a brand new one called Munch. And one of the things I liked about Munch was um, all of the, the treat dispensers, for the most part, have to have the small little treats. Um, in fact, Pet Cube has a, an agreement with Pet Wellness for their one little tiny nugget treats. But the thing about this thing called the Pabo Munch, it allows you to open up the hole a little bit bigger for the treat dispensing. So you can potentially give bigger treats, which is what our dogs would do. Our, our, our dogs don't eat kibble. They only eat treats and their treats tend to be a little bit bigger. So I like that. And, and the front of the munch too looked like an old fashioned video game. So I thought it was really, it was fun. It had a high aesthetic appeal, but that said, I have to say, I haven't tested either one at home, so I can't really speak to how they work. I just uh, aesthetically, like I said, like the Pabo. I did, I did like how they did the accessory approach, how yeah. they had all these different things. You could start with a really basic unit, and you could add on all these different things, like you said, the bat where it's flipping a feather around and things like yeah. that. And they actually have on their website, they actually refer to it as theme park for pets. So they actually talk about uh, some of that stuff. Yeah. 
I thought it was cool. It was cool. You know, there was another uh, tech-based thing. Um, it, it was not um, really a Bluetooth thing or anything like that, but it was still tech-based, and I thought it was super clever, was the Brilliant Pet Pad. It's sort of like one of the self-cleaning litter boxes. Tom, I know you love the self-cleaning litter box. Oh, my goodness. Um, but it, it's the first time I've seen it in the dog space. So what it is is it's an automated puppy pee pad uh, device that – it's kind of like one of those things that you see on the toilets at the at the airport, right? It automatically cycles out the toilet bowl cover. And so it rolls, uh, and you can have it so that it's uh, done um, on, a, on a schedule, or you can actually push a button, and then it will manually roll it out. Uh, and it makes sure that the pee pad is always stays fresh. And the way it rolls... When you clean, take it out and change out the pad, roll pad, you don't ever have to touch the soiled part. So I thought that that was really clever the way it was designed. We played with it with a bit. It's very easy to use, uh, which is also super important with this type of thing. Now, I will say it's only good for dogs under 35 pounds. So it'd be great for, you know, um, training puppies or using for small dogs. And I, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, this is the type of thing that is going to be really great for high-rise apartment dwellers, you know, in the middle of the night when the dog needs to go to the bathroom, going down the elevator is not necessarily going to be a thing you can do. People with mobility issues that can't always take the dog outside. And like I mentioned, puppy training, really clever. Thought it was a great product. Yeah, there's clearly a need. And I liked how you could say, you know, have it roll out and change it once a day or twice or three times, you know, that kind of thing. So, and they keep it simple. Simple is just so good. Um, If I may, I wanted to give a quick nod to the winner of the new product showcase, Avian Division. I know we don't Mm -hmm. talk much about birds, but it's actually a bird infrared digital thermometer and uses existing tech that many people have already seen, um, but it's been repurposed for birds. So, it's the stuff that's been around for years where uh, they would sell to specialists for, <clears throat> excuse me, for um, uh, checking the temperature on the radiator, radiator or a vent or an engine block, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this one's been shrunken down and simplified for bird owners. So instead of spending 100 bucks for a professional version, you're spending maybe closer to 20 or 30 I don't remember what the price was on this I one. think it was $29, but, yeah. Well, there you go. So and, and it does, But it does require, it doesn't like do an alarm if it's the wrong temperature or anything. It just gives you what the temperature is. So you still have to know and be educated as the owner, as the parent of that bird, what the mm-hmm. temperature is that it should be at to know if you need to cool it down or warm it up. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And I, I, I will say that, that I, I, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about here at all, and it's primarily because admittedly, I don't have these type of animals in my house, although I did have a bird and I did think that that pet tip thing was super cool. Uh, I, I'd like to see the next iteration of it, like you mentioned, uh, you know, maybe something that says, "Ooh, this is too high or "Ooh, look, getting a little cold in there. I would like to see a little bit more of the interactive stuff that we see in the, the pet uh, collars and things like that, perhaps cr- making one that has a Bluetooth on it. So it goes to an app type of thing. But I, I will say that, you know, one type of tech that we don't talk about at all, there's a ton of tech in the uh, aquarium uh, in the fish space there's a ton of tech in the reptile space and and though I don't know enough about it to really get into it uh, I will say that when we were going through the new product showcase I was I was impressed by how much was driven by tech there so I think that's actually when we're moving forward into the next season I need to start doing some more research into that because there is some really wicked cool tech there don't you think absolutely and and I was noticing that the same guys who did that bird, bird temp one they already also have one out for reptiles. So yeah. 
It's, it's good, good to see that innovation is not just being done for dogs and cats. That's right. That's right. D- definitely. Pets all around are getting the benefit of geeks uh, for sure. Now, we've got to take another break, folks. Um, but when we come back, we are going to chat about even more cool stuff that we saw at Super Zoo this past week in Las Vegas. Uh, and the thing that we're going to talk about next are toys. Because, oh my goodness, the next thing that was big at the show after food was definitely toys. There were so many of them that we got to play with. So we're going to chat more about that. Sit, stay, and wait for just a bit. You'll get more treats from Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. As promised, we are going to switch gears a little bit and play. We're going to talk about toys. There were tons of toys uh, at the show, you know, the squeaker stuff that the dog gets to rip up and all of that kind of stuff. But there were some new toys that were a lot of fun. Uh, we saw we saw toys that were giving nods to, to different movies and, and, you know, Godzilla toys and dragon toys and lots of, uh, you know, Space Invader toys and and Thor and Captain America and all that. So certainly there were some some great toys out there for those geeks that, that want to, to do that kind of stuff. But we did see some, not a lot, but some tech in the toy space um you know their ifetch was definitely there again it's not new but i will give a nod to them because they're this great uh paul launcher and there were as we mentioned in some of the other things definitely copycats out there uh that yep. are now doing the ball, ball launcher but again it's it's great i think it's a great uh toy in general i didn't see any new ones that made me go "Ooh, wow a new way to do a ball launcher but it's it's definitely tech that's out there but there was some new stuff that i hadn't seen before or, or variations that i hadn't seen before that i thought were were kind of cool so i want to mention two cat 
toy brands that are putting in a lot more tech, which I thought was fun. Um, not a lot, but it was certainly enough to spark my geek factor interest. Uh, and one of them that I like with their, um, are from Smarty Cat. So Smarty Cat has been around for quite a while. Um, but what I loved was on their wall of all their new t- um, toys a lot of them had tech involved, uh, you know, little gyroscopes inside, battery-operated things, incorporating lasers now into things, remote control things, uh, char- rechargeable things, so you're not dealing with having to put out batteries, which I thought was really great. Um, Tom, I think you took one home, didn't you? The uh, the little pink uh, and gray mm-hmm. mouse with the remote control, Racing Rascal or something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Racing Rascal. My cats love anything like that. My cat, Houdini, she's a little tabby. She'll sit back and watch first and kind of you know take a take in the scene and try and figure mm-hmm. out what it is and then if you stop and let it sit there it'll drive her nuts to wonder what's going on and so she'll finally go over and investigate it further and then you can start moving it again and it'll mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you know i like the fact that they incorporated a laser pointer in it too under the remote control and things mm-hmm. like that so it's nice nice little touch so it's not hard yeah. to do so why not do it yeah. and then Uller, my dog you know he's not sure what to make of it so he goes <laughs> up to it and he's kind of freaked out by it so he bounces around in front of it not wanting to hurt it you know because yeah. he thinks it might, might be a little mouse but yeah he's clearly unnerved by what it is trying to figure out what the heck's going on <laughs> yeah I, I think if we brought one of those into our house penny would probably destroy it in two minutes fast but that's okay <laughs> She's um, bread to your ratter, right? I, exactly, exactly. And I, I like Smarty Cat also had um, a couple of really cool things where they take those kind of little moving mouse or the little feather bat things that are automatic movers that are battery operated. But now they put them inside of things like a little tent or a little box. And um, so I thought that was really clever. It's just taking those things to the, the next uh, level for enrichment of your cats. So I, I really, I, I like that there's much more attention to enrichment for cats, not just a catnip ball or whatever. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other one, I also like this um, this one called Cat It Senses 2 uh, mm. from Hagen Group. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a huge hamster environment, but but it's, uh, and by huge, I mean it, it spreads out. Um, not like cat-sized or anything, but it's for cats to be able to stick their paws in and bat around uh, balls and things like that. And I loved how modular it is. So they can actually, you can just buy pieces to it and keep expanding on it and, and, and growing your little you know, toy yeah. area, depending on how much that floor expensive. space you have. Yeah, and they weren't that expensive either. They were like ranging from like $9 to like, I think $49 was the, the biggest part of the, the most expensive part of the modular kit. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, and they had this one thing called the uh, the fireball that you placed in it, and the fireball when you when it got hit, it started flashing, um, and so when the cat bats at it and it gets that little flashing, I think it had like a I'm not sure, but I thought it had like a little gyroscope or something in it mm-hmm. that caused the ball to wobble and change direction as it's going through the tubes, and it was pretty cool. I could see yeah. how my cats would get into that, keep them busy. Oh. Yeah, totally. I can see how my cats would go nuts for that, too. I, I did like the concept of the cat at line. I thought, first of all, it looks good. I like des- I'm a big one for design, and it, uh, it's all color-coordinated and everything like that. And uh, it does look good. It would take up a big space. So you got to have you know space to do it. But um, I thought it was cool. I, and I would definitely use it. Uh, a lot of it for my own cat. I have to tell you, though, I was a little bit less than impressed, though, with the fountain part 
of it. Uh, you know, we've got a kitty that loves to chew on cords. Uh, and this cord was high enough on the back of the unit that it'd be a little bit clunky to have to try to cover it with a mat. It was the thin cord. It would be chewed through in short order in our home. And so that means it's a no-go. I won't even bring it into the house because of the safety factor thing. Yeah, I actually heard you mention that to the, the person in the booth and yeah. it looked like he just kind of blew you off. And yeah, he it, just kind of like was, eh, yeah, it, it's a problem. Then don't buy it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, when I see that, that tells me they're aware there's a problem, but mm-hmm. they've already got a bunch of stock in hand. So they got to wait until they can make, you know, do a next version. But hey, that was my takeaway anyway. Well, yeah. And, and I, I actually am on, I'm on the lookout for a, a, a fountain for my animals because I like them, but I don't like the cord ones. And I, I will say that, that Petmate had a great fountain that I thought was really cool. Now it's not out yet. It's coming out in the fall. I will be getting it. It's it's called uh, Fresh Flow Rain. I love the f- fact that it's battery operated. You use like two double D's, I think, or two D's, <laughs> double D's, that's funny. Uh, I use T2D batteries. It's really clever though. The way that they've designed it, it uses gravity for most of the movement. So it doesn't have to have the batteries on at all times. And it's got three ways the cats can drink from it. It bubbles out of the top, which is awesome. Then there's this stream that comes out of it that's a little bit like a, a mini faucet. I know cats will love it. And then there's the the bottom reservoir which was removable and you can pop it into the dishwasher which I thought oh wow this is like everything that I'm looking for and it doesn't have a cord so I thought that was great yeah they said that every couple of hours it would pump all the water up to the top so they could drink it like you said drink out of the top and then just slowly gravity works it through that filter to bring it back down again so I, I, I agree I thought that was pretty slick and they also had a uh, they also had a feeder and we sh- maybe should have mentioned that in the last section when we were talking about connected pets. But oh, yeah, they also I love had a, those feeders. They had a feeder that's really cool. Again, not coming out for a couple more months, but it was a Wi-Fi one. And of all the feeders, frankly, it looked like the most time, care, and effort had been put into uh, making sure that the food dispensing is good because so many of those the treats get or the the pebble uh, kibble gets caught up in there. It, they seem to be more worried about the interactive. Uh, software than they are about the actual dispenser of the treats. So what I liked about that Wi-Fi feeder that PetMate has coming out uh, later, I think it's September, October, December. Um, it it was they looked first at the mechanisms of getting food out first, and then they added the tech on top of it. I thought it was really slick. Yeah, I lost track of that in my notes, but um, I do remember that one. I they had like a conveyor belt thing. Yeah, yeah, it was really and cool. And so that way the kibble could vary in all kinds of different sizes and things like that. And uh, like you said, mobile app and schedule and things like that. But <laughs> I definitely like the feeders. Um, and uh, Ula likes to eat his food really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, and you gave him a cool maze feeder that you got at Global Pet Expo, which yeah. really helped. But um, it's huge, and it's kind of impractical. And uh, I worry struggling a little bit too much. It takes him quite a bit of time. I mean, it just really slowed him down. Um, so I loved how those feeders were a bit smaller uh, with a, a smaller footprint. You mean the um, ones from uh, Outward Hound? That yeah, I'm saw? sorry. I didn't mention their name. Outward Hound. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, I like that they also had gradual steps of difficulty. So... You know, you could start him off at one level, and then as he starts getting really good at it, then I could start moving him up in the different challenges Mm -hmm. uh, to make it a little more difficult and more trickier and keep him challenged. Yeah, and I like, too, that they had, like, they, the one of their feeders is the hard plastic, like the one I brought back from Global, which I'm glad to hear that it the, slowed them down. That's awesome. But I also like that they have a series that's got a softer um, thing. So maybe, you know, a dog that is a little bit older, has a little bit more t- struggles, it still it has a softer side so that they can, you know, push down into it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's I like good. that. Yeah. And they look good. I love the Outward Hound design. I mean, all of the stuff was designed. They've got... 
they had these uh, Nina Otteson, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, puzzle treat games. And they, they've had them for quite a while. Um, and it's the same concept. Uh, they start really easy and then they get gradually harder. <laughs> and as as Tom got to see, um, I, I'll admit it, it took me quite a few moments <laughs> to figure out the level three. Hey, you're not alone. It took me a second <laughs> to figure out what I was supposed to be yeah, doing. The, the level one and two were pretty easy for me. I'm like, oh, it does this. And level three, I'm like, how the heck does this work? So I can I felt see like it. I'd earned a treat once we figured that out. Totally, right? Um, but I've actually bought the older uh, the earlier versions of those puzzle games and pity loved it but it it um i unfortunately stopped using it because the pieces were getting lost because all the pieces were detachable and she would carry them off somewhere so mm. these new ones i love that they've addressed that uh issue and the design is much cooler it's much prettier there it's really neat hey, and tom speaking of toys um what did you think of the woogie womper i it's the first time i've ever seen anything like that i i know i thought immediately of uller and the way he loves to hog all his toys all over the place yeah i was walking down the aisle and i saw you stopped in front of him and i was like that doesn't look very techy and, yeah. and then and then i just totally fell in love with with this idea so yeah i'm constantly picking up my dog's toys and throwing them onto his you know his bed to get him out of the way so i can vacuum or whatever and uh have a house that looks kind of presentable um but then his toys are all over his bed and then the, then he sleeps next to his bed <laughs> because he can't sleep on top of the toys and so um what they do is is it's a pet bed, but um, when you lift it up a little bit in the in the middle of the bed, there's an indentation, and and so you can reach inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of splits open a little bit. And you can put the toys in between the two padded layers of the bed, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a bed toy chest, I guess is the best way for me to put it. Um, so it keeps the place clear. I can still put it in his bed and and keep it out of the way. And his bed remains usable, and and uh, I think I've not tried it yet, but I think he'd have fun being able to reach in and pull out the toys he wants because I know his little squirrel toy, yeah. when he's pulling him out of this stuffed log thing, he loves ripping stuff out, and you know. But he also loves keeping it all near him. So I I, I yeah. saw that woogie womper, and I thought, yes, that's that's for the dog that is like Uller. That's like I am king of all the toys. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit. Yeah, he's a little yeah. bit toy crazy. <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, how about, did you, did you want to go into the, uh, easy sh- de shedder or anything like you know that? What? Got, yeah, actually we do. We have like uh, maybe a minute and a half left in this segment. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So we have this huge fur problem in our house, especially this, you know, when summer hits and Uller starts shedding and he's actually been known to, <laughs> to bark at the dust bunnies that he's made that go rolling past him like tumbleweeds. So, <laughs> um, I'm really stoked for these these new products the one's the easy brush and as far as i can tell it's doing a good job uh if not better than the ferminator that we have and i love it because all the parts are plastic and Mm -hmm. i don't have to worry about getting dull and tearing or ripping at his fur like my ferminator has started Mm -hmm. to do um and my wife's a big fan of of the lily brush she bemoans Mm. all dog hair in the car and cat hair on every chair in the house that was that little little red thing yeah, it's up. like it's like in the new product showcase, the security guard, she was going on and on about it because she had a lot of pets at home as well. And she was like, this is the best thing ever. And so she kept <laughs> pulling on it and uh, she wanted one of those. So, yeah. So anyway, that that those were pretty cool. Yeah, I like the Lily brush. I thought it was cool. And I, I know I let you take it home, but um, I'm going to get one too. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we've got a little bit more to share, folks. Uh, we have one more segment. It's a rapid fire segment where we're going to talk about a, smorgab- a smorgasbord of everything else. Just a lot of really nifty stuff that we really loved. Uh, it was really cool. Some of it's tech, some of it's not, um, but it was really cool stuff. So stick around to the end, pet lovers. The best is yet to come on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America. Voice America. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We are back, and we've got just a few minutes more to talk about our fabulous finds from this week's Super Zoo in very hot uh, Las Vegas. It's the, one of the biggest pet industry shows of the year. We Tom and I had a great time walking it. Uh, Tom from Pet Hub, um, really thank you for coming on, by the way. Um, My pleasure. Uh, Tom, and I'm going to let you start on this last segment. So oh, okay. I, I, I want you to go through any other products that maybe didn't fit the categories that we talked about before, but you really thought were cool. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, and and I'm just gonna I'm gonna uh, go on about these a little bit. Sure. Uh, vamp, if you will. And um, so <laughs> go ahead and cut me off as as I need to go to the next one. So the first one, Go Pure Pet. Um, this and you saw it, Lauren. So yeah. yeah. Chime in. Um, this is a product that appears to have been made for humans, as far as I can tell, because their website. And when I was talking to them, they're focused on pets at the pet show of course but Mm -hmm. they say put it in your bottle your pitcher your glass uh or your coffee maker and and so now with this updated version they've got this this little uh thing that the 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 little filter snaps into it and it's got a suction cup on it and a cover so it can be placed down inside the bowl under the water and it won't come up and get in the way of your dog or cat drinking but through that normal motion um that motion of the water, it washes through it and it helps um, uh, fil- filter the water. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not electronic. It, it works with that kind of flow. Um, and it can be also inserted like into a normal filter system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what caught my attention is that, and I was telling the guy about this, I said, I have a natural a gravity water feeder for my pet. I want to get one of those running filter ones. But 
after a couple of days, um, it gets a little slimy feeling. And so I'm constantly mm-hmm. having to change it. And, and he said, oh, yeah, that scummy thing on the sides and, and in the base of the bowl. He goes, that goes away when you add this in. So right. I got one as a sample. So I'm going to take it. And I'm going to try it out. And I'm going to try and be a little better about washing my cat's bowl. Yeah, daily. I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, that might be like, I that. yeah, mm-hmm. I, know, yeah I, I did like it. And I, and I, I actually, uh, I got, I got one too. I'm a little, I'm a little, um, I'm concerned about how my dogs uh, w- with something in their bowl, you know, they're going to be like, what, what is that? So I, I, I'm going to test it and see how they do with it. Take a little video to see how they do with it. But I like to, and I also, you know, I, I like the fact that we've got things that are, again, human tech being brought into the pet space. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't know how Uller will do, but you know, I've put ice cubes in his bowl on hot days and he'll look mm-hmm. at it, you know, quizzically, but he'll still drink it. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping that this, this won't be an issue. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, the other one was uh, this one called Gunner Kennels, and I think you had them on the show previously, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, really nice guy, and the kennels are really cool. They're pricey, but you're also getting a high-quality kennel. They're not one of these, you know, cheap plasticky things you go buy oh, down. They are impressive. I mean, these those, those are kennels sturdy. are impressive, yeah. I think they came out of the uh, uh, the hunting. Uh, it's yes. basically guys were putting their hunting dogs in there and things like that. And so they've got them in the back of their pickup trucks. And um, so they're seriously sturdy kennels and they look really cool. Some of them even have like the camouflage on them and things like mm-hmm, that, which mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Um, they're also the first and only pet travel product that has received a dual five-star crash test rating from the center for pet safety. Which, yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's, you know, and they're certified as a, a carrier and as a crate, which is awesome. And I think I heard him, you know, dropping a couple names that, you know, some guys in the military are actually yeah. using them, things like that. I thought I heard Navy SEALs, but I'm not sure. I don't want to put words in his mouth. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really cool. And I totally believe it, as sturdy as those things are. Um, yeah. And one of the newest features that he was showing off at the show is a fan that attaches to the side of the kennel. Mm-hmm. So it helps with that airflow, you know, and when you turn it on, I mean, you could really, it was really cranking out the air and it wasn't really that loud. So I thought that was nice. So it's not going to, you know, deafen your dog. And I also noticed how it was high enough up on the crate. So if the dog wants to stand up and be in that breeze, he or she can, and if mm-hmm. they don't want that, they can be off to the side or below it and not, you know, uh, being bothered by that breeze. So you're not just, like, blowing a fan on your dog and your dog's miserable. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and so and then he also said it was uh, six hours of continuous operation. Now, that doesn't mean that, oh, I could just leave my dog in my closed-in car because then you're just blowing around 120-degree air. Um, no, no. <laughs> I, think, I think it's more for, you know, like you mentioned, dogs that are in the back of a pickup truck for a camping or, or hunting or exactly. whatever for sure and he didn't yeah. he didn't suggest that either i'm just no, no. saying for the because i know people are saying well that's still not safe and you're right you're right absolutely but it's it's one more way to keep airflow and keep um keep keep the pets the dogs mm-hmm. uh, comfortable Definitely. and uh, uh the other one was um dharma dog and karma cat and these guys, you got to go to their website, um, whoever's listening, uh, because Dharma Dog and Karma Cat, D-H-A-R-M-A Dog, these guys have these little beds made out of felt. So they're they're 100% wool, they're eco-friendly, and the designs, uh, again, not not tech, but oh my god, well nerdy, because one of the nerdy, one of the designs yeah. <laughs> made me think of the egg pod from the movie Alien. Yeah. And it was hilarious to me, the idea of my cat sitting in the center of that thing with his head sticking up out of it. And well, yeah, 
Yeah, they, I like them too. I think that they'd be great for cats. I, and I don't think our dogs would like them, but I think the cats would love them because they, they do. They have those kind of, they can crawl in and kind of have a cave. I um I love the, those too. I mean, I took quite a few pictures at that booth just because they were so cute. They have, you know, they have one that looks like a shark <laughs> and one that looks like a, a like a, a big, huge whale. And so, you know, um, really cute. And then the one um, I think that stood out to me was they have, if you remember those ugly dolls, the ugly monster dolls? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so they have they have some that look like that, and they're they're funny, uh, which of course I have great appeal to. But I know that the style of the beds, I think uh, animal cats would really really like. So I like those too. Those those are cool. Anything else? Um, those were the main ones. There was also um, I kind of enjoyed getting behind the scenes a little bit. There was this one that we passed where it was this huge machine mm. and oh, right, stopped right, and right. talked to. Him. It was Paxium. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and they, they're the guys, he said, look, we just, we come here to work with our existing partners and mm-hmm. others who are looking to start their, their own pet food companies. Um, and so they work with a lot of the smaller pet food companies that are coming to market yeah. and they help them with the packaging of their products. Yeah, that was really cool. I thought that was cool to see the behind the scenes thing. I'm hoping that we can uh, actually maybe bring them back on the show to look at some of the tech for that. Listen, before we uh, run out of time here, there are two things that I wanted to shout out to you that I saw. Uh, one that I was really excited to see. It's from PetEdge uh, and it's this new insect shield line. It's a line that uses the same type of insect insect repellent infused fabric that, you, that a lot of the military use uses. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, it's used in milita- and, uh, malaria tents all over the world. REI has a great line of clothing that uses it. I actually had several of their pieces when I was teaching in Vietnam. It was incredible. I was hardly bitten at all. So I was really excited to see it. They have it in dog beds, blankets, doggy shirts, exercise pins, you name yeah, it. I was that stoked. Was cool. Really smart product. Really great. I also have to give a shout out to Fab Dog, not tech, but you know, I mentioned last uh, at Global Pet Expo about the Moji squeak balls and I got one for Penny and she loves it. It's got a really high squeak that she just loves. Well, she just recently got her eye removed and so she's been carrying and, and there, I've got a great picture of her with her wink emoji ball in her mouth with, with her eye being removed and it's funny picture but they noticed that the picture had that the ball had been so worn with play that they gave us a brand new one so i thought that was really awesome thanks to fab dog for that listen we've got a lot uh more to cover but we just don't have time today so we're going to be doing an in-depth blog recap of some of our favorite uh things that we saw talking a little bit more in depth about what we talked about already and a couple of the things that we uh missed today we'll have links pictures and more details in the article so make sure to keep your eyes open for that. Um, the other thing uh, that, that I just want to kind of mention is that this is going to be the last new episode for uh, a little while. Uh, one of the things that uh, you'll, you'll find when you're, when you're doing this show every week is it takes a lot of time. And as I've mentioned, I've, my household is prepping for a new little tiny human to come and join us. And so my family and I are going to take some extra time to do that. We're also going to take a nice little vacation as well. Uh, so Pet Lover Geek is going on a short summer break. Now we're going to be back in the fall. I've got a lot of really great episodes planned. So many of the episodes that we've got planned are actually based on the stuff that we found at SuperZoo. So we, uh, we've already got a couple of new pet uh, food science explorations that we're going to do based on some of the incredible new stuff that we saw out there. We're going to do a deep look at all those new Bluetooth crowd GPS tags that were coming out on the market and a lot of other things too, more interactive toys and things like that. Make sure you check out my blog, PetLoverGeek.com. 
follow us on Facebook and know that all of our Pet Lover Geek Voice America episodes from the last three seasons are available in easy to download podcasts right here where you found this episode. So we will be seeing you soon. Have a great rest of the summer, my fellow pet loving geeks. You've been listening to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon. you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lorian Clemens, for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend. 